the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Boy, is it pretty. Isn't it nice outside? Just absolutely gorgeous. Right? Have you been outside walking around? Sure have. Lovely. Absolutely lovely. It feels like a, a, a crisp October afternoon in time for some playoff baseball. I love playoff Wouldn't baseball. Wouldn't that be great? It would be. You know what? There's a game five tonight. Yes, there. I'm super excited. Not here, though. That's right. So I'm not quite as excited. Right. Because it's not the Pirates. But it is the um It's as the close as we're going to get. In a long time. Garrett Cole late to the Pirates, and Tyler Glasnow, late to the Pirates. They will face off for a divisive Game 5. Holy smokes. Now, can you get your head around the fact that it's Cole versus Glasnow in the divisional playoff for the American League? These two players that came up through Through the, the, the whole Pirate system. Right. They were trained. They made. Remember Cole's debut? You were there. I was there. You were talking. You, you were talking to me on the phone while was it was going beast. on, and he got a hit. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. I mean, that was a terrific. That was a terrific day. Glasnow, who came up and with all the angst, all the fanfare, and all the difficulty, mm-hmm. and he had been so good in AAA, and then he'd come up, and then it just wouldn't happen, and then he'd go back down, and then he'd be really good again, and then he'd come up, and it wouldn't happen. Right. And then he left the Pirates, and it happened. <laughs> That's what it is to be a sports fan in Pittsburgh, right? You live vicariously through other teams' success of our former players. Such is life. Listen, that is the pain yeah. of it. Is re- so it sounds like Garrett Cole has, I don't know, is he your bet bet for Cy Young for the American League? It sounds League? like he's uh, you know gigantic. This is the year for Garrett Cole. But I think everybody knew that. Every, it, everybody's waiting for the, you know, the... The growth to happen, and of course, whatever, psychologically, physically, change of setting, good for him to go away and start fresh, all those things probably play into that success. It's not the first time it's happened. But for of the pirate, it happens the, often. It happens all the time. <clears throat> right. It happens all the time. Right. You're right. Oh, okay. So will you watch? Yeah, of course I'll watch. I'm watching too. It's game five. And I'm then, watching. You know, I, re- I wish them both success. Mm-hmm. And it, by the way, it is best of five. Mm-hmm. People are thinking, why is it such a big deal if it's game five? Well, it's because there only are five games right, exactly. in the divisional series. Yeah, I'll watch for sure. Yeah. It's good stuff, right? Yeah. Okay, so you're so optimistic about it. I mean, I assume, I mean, I got nothing. I assumed when we decided we'd talk about this that you'd be doom and gloom nope, and you'd be nope, depressive nope, nope, and this nope, would be nope, the nope, worst nope. day. Look at No, it is I'm what it is. I'm proud of you. I mean, you know. After Look at the, you embracing life as you are. Thank you. After the beating we've taken with the Pirates over the last several years, this is what you have to go through. This is what you have. Okay, so I just surrender to it and I'll just carry on. What, so I'll just go cheer for the players I liked mm. when they go off and have success with other teams. Right, yeah. I mean, Great. you have to be... A, Maybe to be a, Clint will get hired by a team that wins the World Series, mm. and we can all be happy for him. I think to be a sports fan today in the city of Pittsburgh, you have to be somewhat attached to be emotionally healthy. Uh, all right. What are you doing? Well, speaking of uh, 
Pittsburgh sports teams. We're going to talk about the Pens at 5 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, last night, a special night for Mike Lang. Yeah. Uh, too bad it didn't yield a Pens win. What, Sid scored like in the first 30 seconds or something. But that was it. Right. That was all she wrote. Okay, so look, it's it's October. We'll be talking Pens hockey for a long in time. May. For a long time. This will Our, get us through the winter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And i got to be honest with you. I'm not invested in the pens yet. No, of course not. It's I can't. Way I, too. It's early. like you know. It's like the I, I, we've just gone on one date no, at this I am. point. Right. Yeah. I'm totally invested. Are you really? Mike, Mike's in love. I'm just. I've it's just been. On, I've just been no, on one. Never date. too early for hockey, baby. You know what I mean. You know, you know to get for like all drop for a while. Yeah. Well, considering with the Pirates and the Steelers and whatnot, this is yeah. this is we'll take this happily. That's yeah, all. we'll take this happily. We'll right. take what we can get. Coming up next, how to talk to your kids about immigration. You're going to let your kids take in whatever comes across their phone and their news update and have that be the thing that tells them about, you know, how our country looks at immigration? Or is there a better way? Please tell me there's a better way. Yeah, it's been a weird year, right, Uh, with immigration stories abounding. And we just heard last week uh, at the lowest levels in many decades. So, yeah, let's talk about that. 101.5 WORD. In many parts of the world, China, Africa, India, Southeast Asia, people have never heard, have never heard the name of Jesus. Even if they have, many lack their resources to learn about it. Word FM has teamed with the Bible League to send God's word to the world. $5 will send a Bible now. $100 will send 20 Give now at wordfm.com keyword Bibles or call one 1- Yes, word. Pumpkins, 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 and more pumpkins. Pumpkins are what the Springhouse is thinking about this time of year. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse, and we love sharing our farm with you during this beautiful time of year. We've got all kinds of fun planned for you and your family to be able to spend the whole day on our farm. Pumpkin patch hay rides, a petting zoo, giant square bale stack and pipes for sliding, a hay maze and a corn maze, pumpkin picking right out of the field, old time games under a tent up on the hill, and lots more. And when you get hungry, of course we have great eats inside too, with lots of pumpkin creations. Pumpkin pie, pumpkin cookies, pumpkin bread, pumpkin custard, and even pumpkin black bean chili. Every October Saturday features a family-friendly meal, and October Sundays feature our 4-H hog roast with all the fixins. Plan to spend a memory-making day on the farm at the Springhouse in 84 PA, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. From the moment you met, it's as if you were custom-made for each other. Why should your jewelry be any different? Trinity Jewelers is the area's premier designer of custom jewelry that celebrates life's closest relationships, from breathing new life into a family heirloom to crafting a -a one-of-a-kind original out of nothing but imagination. Trinity's master craftsmen create affordable pieces that tell your own unique story. See how at trinityjewelers.com Providence Presbyterian Church Washington Alliance Church Bethlehem Lutheran Church St. John the Baptist Church Impact Christian Church The Bible Chapel What do all these churches from various denominations have in common? Nello Construction Design and build with one company Nello Construction Full service construction from the ground up Renovation Expansion Nello Construction the choice for churches. See the projects. Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. 
plus lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville for the extreme in all of us at extremetruck.net. Immigration's been in the news an awful lot this past year. And, and you know, when you talk to your kids about this, for you know, a lot of kids, they, they, what's going on? You know, we're not letting people in. We're scary. We're mean. It's a very difficult to sort of tone to navigate successfully with young children. Well, Jessica Burke is with us. Jessica is a former public school teacher who homeschools her four children. She wrote a great piece for the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission, How to Talk to Your Kids About Immigration. And uh, Jessica, welcome to the show. Happy that you're with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. This is absolutely a terrific project that you've done because I think the first mistake we make as parents is we don't talk to our kids about immigration. I'm not saying you need to necessarily talk to your first grader about it, but if you've got a kid in high school, especially a kid who's in a civics class or a history class or a a governance class of any sort, this is something that has to come up. And if you're just going to rely on what comes across your newsfeed on your phone, you're not getting the whole story. Yeah, that's absolutely right. But I think that we even can talk to our young children you think? about okay. immigration. Um, it doesn't matter how young they are. They're going to notice when uh, people are speaking different languages around them, or they will ask, why is that person dressed differently than we are? And as you learn about uh, different current events and they hear about uh, different countries and people from those different countries, we can talk to them about immigration And, you know, we can do it for their uh, appropriate age level and understanding, but it's not not complicated. My kids really got into the World Cup uh, the last time that it happened. And, And through the World Cup, they had a better understanding of the world. And then we were able to talk about different places that people come from. And when we've met people from these different countries whose teams they were cheering for and um, watching the games, then we were able to bring up immigration with them and, and help them to grow in a love for the world and for God's people. I love that. That's, that's a really great template, Jessica. It makes a lot of sense, right? Because you can see the people in front of you. If you're watching soccer on the World Cup, you see their faces, their skin color, and then it's easy to go to a map and kind of chart and say, that person's from here and here's the distance. It's a good way to tell a story. Yeah, absolutely. And from that starting point, the the love of soccer, the love of the beautiful game, we were able to share with our children other things that are transcendent across culture and language and, and nations and time. You know, childhood, even talking with my kids, like children understand what it's what it is to be young. And across the world, people understand childhood. Um, so there's other things, love and romance, um, the just suffering, life, and death, all of those things are transcendent. The need for food and for shelter. So from soccer, we use that just as a a jumping point to talk about the other things that everybody experiences across the world and to let them know to be human is the same regardless of what we look like, of what language we speak, of um, what type of clothing we wear. So it's just it's easy to start with something that we know and love and then go on from there. Jessica, what about looking at immigration through a lens of the lens of history? So that we know that immigration is not just an issue that's popped up, that's a, a, that's a concern for us in the last five years. 
Yeah, absolutely. So with my children, we talk about it um, starting with the beginning of history because immigration has always been around. So we turn to the Bible. There's a lot of examples of immigration and then um, foreigners living in, in countries that are not their own in the Bible. So one of my favorite to talk about with my children is Ruth. It's, it's a great example of an immigrant. So her mother-in-law was leaving Ruth homeland in Moab, and Ruth gave up all that she knew. She gave up the potential for a familiar life so that she could follow and serve Naomi. And, you know, it's, it's similar to a lot of immigrants. They leave their homeland for their sake of the family. And when Ruth got to Bethlehem, it wasn't easy. Ruth and Naomi, they had nothing. They had no one else, and they had no land. Um, there's other examples of immigration. Abraham, he was called by God to immigrate. And then also you uh, can turn to the Israelites and Jesus. They spent time in foreign lands. So you see immigration dating back to the beginning of history. That's really cool. Jessica Burke is with us. She wrote a piece called How to Talk to Your Kids About Immigration. So, Jessica, uh, in, in reading about you and looking at your bio, you spent time in Macedonia. T- talk to us about that. Was this you, your husband, your children? Uh, tell us the story. Yeah, so uh, when I was 28 years old, my family moved to Macedonia, and we had a 2-year-old and a 9-month-old. Wow. And it was so difficult. Those three years, uh, I like to tell people that the, that life was rich, and we got to experience a lot of really neat things, but the day-to-day was really mm. hard. And we went there for a job. We, we did go as missionaries, but, you know, we went there with, income and with the support to help us find a place to live and to learn about the country and it was still really difficult Uh, we had really bad internet there every week i had to call the internet company and i can't tell you how hard it was to try to do that in a foreign language Mm -hmm. and then also we had medical issues while we were there and it was so scary and hard not understanding what the doctors were saying not understanding their Uh, medical, like the process of getting treated and what hospital to go to and what type of doctor to see. And I delivered our third child when we had been there for two years. And I'll tell you what, if you want to be sympathetic to an immigrant and to the life that they have to live, then try talking in a foreign language when you're in labor. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it 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 was really hard. So from that, we learned a lot about the plight of the immigrants. Obviously, we weren't immigrants. We were expats. But it just gave us an inside view of how difficult it was uh, for immigrants. And, you know, a lot of them come because they want to have a better life and because of the opportunity that it will provide their family. So it it really uh, created a lot of compassion in our Mm. hearts for the immigrants. Uh, Jessica, talk about the kinds of things that we can provide. I don't necessarily mean like I don't mean hard things or, you know, things that you can hold. But I'm wondering what you think we could provide your experience being in Macedonia. I recognize that, as you said, you weren't an immigrant, you were an expat. But at the same time, you were still in need of things. I mean, it's hard to be an outsider in a community. It's hard to not speak the language. It's hard to always feel like you're not at home. You're a stranger in a strange land. Yeah, absolutely. So And this is great because I love to do this as a family. You know, my husband and my children, we all do it together. But I think that we can provide friendship. 
and, and even this can be difficult because a lot of times with an immigrant, there could be a language barrier. Not always, but a lot of times there is. And even if they speak English, sometimes it may be emerging English, and so it's not the easiest. And children can be a little bit uncomfortable with this. But we can begin to lean into uh, being uncomfortable because I, I, I want to communicate to my children, as uncomfortable as this may be for us, they need to think about how much more uncomfortable it is for the immigrant mm -hmm. because the immigrant knows that they stick out and they know that their English is broken, and, and that's hard. So we try to lean into being uncomfortable because the gospel calls us to be uncomfortable in so many ways. So I want my children, I want myself um, to become comfortable being uncomfortable, and then it's easier for us to love people who are different than us and I think with immigrants that smiles and laughter and hand gestures can go a long way to communicate. And it can communicate love and patience and uh, the desire for friendship. So that's where we try to start with our family is just by, by recognizing, hey, these people may not have any family here and they may not have any friends um, or their friends may be very limited because they don't have a lot of people who speak the same language. So. We just try to, to lean into being a little bit uncomfortable and offering friendship. Jessica Burke is with us. She wrote a piece for the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission, How to Talk to Your Kids About Immigration. So, Jess, uh, you know, uh, I love the stories about you in Macedonia, that stranger in a strange land. And now you're back in the United States living in North Carolina. Your husband's a chaplain, a local pastor. So all those stories, all those experiences you have, how does that work today? Because, you know, for the large part of us, I mean, most most believers, most people really don't engage with immigrants in any way, shape, or form. Maybe the church, you know, has a, a little different um, feel in that it's a funnel for people to come in for education, like English is a second language, or perhaps um, meals on a weekly basis, or furniture and things like that to help the local community. But by and large, right, we, that's sort of like what we're reading about in the newspaper. It's, um, it's removed from us. What is it like for you as a family and the wife of a pastor, someone who's raising kids? Uh, is there a closer connection that you have locally where you are? Yeah, so we don't have any organization that we're necessarily a part of that gives us um, an entry point with immigrants, but we, we try to seek them out. Again, going back to my children's participation in soccer, soccer is the world's sport, and so when they're on soccer teams, the, they, ha they usually have immigrant children on their teams. So we try to seek out those families and um, become friends with them. Um, we also try to seek opportunities to serve immigrants. Um, we've done some different projects with refugees through our church. And we, again, we do that as a family, um, just trying to, to see where the community has a need and participate in that. Um, our church also does have immigrants coming in, and so we try to make sure that as a family we invite them into our home. Um, we've had college students who are part of the international uh, community mm -hmm. at our local colleges. We've had them over to our home. So we, and since my children are homeschooled, they don't have classmates, but, you know, if they were in the neighborhood schools, then they would. So that would be another point for uh, families that have public schooled students children to um, try to seek out the immigrant. So really, we just look for wherever we already 
have relationships? How can we how can we welcome immigrants into our families' lives from what we're already participating in? I'm mean, gonna like this. Obviously, you're being intentional here. So the intentionality is they're almost right in front of you, right? So it's not some big stretch. You have to go out and find people. That's right. That's absolutely right. Because they're our neighbors. They're in our community. They're in our city. So it's not it's not hard to find immigrants. Another thing that we like to do is eat. So we will take our children to different types of restaurants and introduce them to the foods of the world. Uh, A few weeks ago, we went to a restaurant owned by a a mom and her son who had immigrated here from El Salvador in the 80s when it was just, life was terrible Mm, there. So as we were waiting for our food, we were talking with uh, Margarita, was her name, the restaurant owner. So we spoke with Margarita about what was life like in El Salvador? What was life like when you moved to the States? What is it like now? So my children just got to interact with a local business owner and hear about her story. And, you know, she's an immigrant. So even just through going to restaurants and local businesses, the immigrants are here if we're just willing to talk with them. That's Jessica Burke, former public high school teacher. She's a homeschool mom. She teaches humanities to secondary students, and she's a writer. So happy that you were with us today. Jessica Burke, how do you talk to your kids about immigration? If you have an unpaid tax debt to the IRS that you can't pay, please hear this special notice. Specially approved IRS relief programs designed to aid delinquent taxpayers are now in effect that can significantly improve your financial situation. Depending on your circumstances, you may qualify to have your tax problem resolved in your favor and may even have your back taxes reduced by thousands or eliminated entirely. A relief hotline has been established by Community Tax for you to call and see if you qualify at 800-500-5588. If you owe the IRS back taxes that you can't afford to pay, don't let the IRS trick you into thinking you have no way out. Our highly accredited tax professionals will let you know what you qualify for and how much you can save. We may be able to stop all liens, garnishments, levies, and save you thousands. Call and see if you qualify for this taxpayer relief at 800-500-5588. That's 800-500-5588. Community Tax. Who's your tax guy? They're not in it for the money. They don't do it for the fame. It's certainly not about the fringe benefits. No, for a Christian teacher, the real reward is found in the everyday triumphs of a child as they learn not only about their world, but discover their unique place in it. This is how love inspires learning. Visit pittsburghchristianschools.net. Education for mind and soul. pittsburghchristianschools.net. What are you doing to enhance your marriage? We want to be on the same page. Even when that gets tough. Family Life's Weekend to Remember. It was one of, like, the best weekends ever. We just want to soak in all this knowledge. It's fun and practical. The Weekend to Remember is coming to the Pittsburgh Marriott North November 1st and the 8th. Just do it because you're going to get something good out of this. Wow, this is really making a difference. Take your marriage from good to great. Visit WeekendToRemember.com. Do you find yourself struggling to get comfortable while trying to read or watch TV in bed? Consider an adjustable bed from the original Mattress Factory and elevate your sleep experience. Raise your head and feet to the zero-gravity position to help relieve joint pressure and provide optimal comfort. 
The original Mattress Factory offers two models of high-quality adjustable beds at an excellent value. Both models are designed to pair perfectly with an original mattress. Visit an original Mattress Factory location near you to find the perfect adjustable bed and mattress for you. Indeed, used by over 3 million businesses for hiring, where business owners and HR professionals can post job openings with screener questions, then sort, review, and communicate with candidates from an online dashboard. Learn more at Indeed.com slash hire. I love the joy that children bring to the office. Good dental habits begin early with Dr. Megan Stock. I like creating those good, positive first experiences. My mommy is a really good dentist, and she'll take good care of you. Visit StockFamilyDentistry.com. You have my word on it. to partly cloudy tonight going down to a low of 45 tomorrow one nice looking day mostly sunny pleasantly warm with a high right around 70 mainly clear for tomorrow night low 47 and will stay pleasantly warm to round out the week friday we'll have a good deal of sunshine with a high friday of 71 degrees with iraqi weather forecast i'm meteorologist danielle niddle We keep our attention on the nations of the world. We just talked to Jessica Burke about how to welcome immigrants into our communities, how to think about immigration and talk to our kids about it. But how do we think about the children of other countries? And and what's our responsibility as Christians, not necessarily as Americans, but as people who believe in Jesus and believe that he is the one that changes lives and regenerates hearts and minds? What's our responsibility when we think about children who are growing up in other places who don't have access to the same types of education and church opportunities that we have here today? Well, we've invited two men who have extensive experience in dealing with churches and dealing with education and bringing up kids in different environments, particularly um, in the uh, continent of Africa. And so we've invited John McDonald and Bishop Campicha back to the program. Now, John, it's your first time. John is a native Pittsburgher brought to faith through the ministry of Dr. John Guest. He and his family were longtime missionaries in Honduras and then for 16 years taught mission and evangelism at the Trinity School for Ministry, a place that John and I love, where he was the head of the state. Stanway Institute for World Mission and Evangelism. He's also the chair of an organization we're going to talk about in just a minute called the Kenyan Christian Education Partnership. And sitting right here next to him in the studio is our good friend, Bishop Campicha. He's the bishop of the Marsabit Diocese of the Anglican Church. He's co-founder of the Tumaini Academy, which is in Kenya, and he's married with four beautiful kids, John and Campicha. Welcome. Well, thank you. We're now, glad to be here. We're so glad you guys are both here. Now, Campicha, you and I and John have talked a bunch of times over the years on the air, and so we're so happy to welcome you back to America and welcome you back to the studio. John, it's your first time being here and representing the Kenyan Christian Education Partnership. So, But I want to start with a wide-angle lens. Uh, for people who are listening who've never thought about the nation of Kenya, let's start there. Uh, what is Kenya like? First off, how big is it, John? Well, it's um, actually pretty close to the size of the state of Texas. So it's a country Landmass-wise. Landmass-wise okay. in terms of acres. About, okay. Yeah, about 240,000 square miles. Okay. And then as far as how many people live there, how densely populated is it? Well, the area that we're focusing on in terms of the ministry is in northern Kenya, and that's actually pretty sparsely populated. Okay. So you do have several mo- a number of millions of people living in the capital city of Nairobi and in some of the other uh, 
provincial capitals. But as you get further and further north into the more arid, dry areas, of course, the population is going to be really decrease. Okay, so Marsabit, which is the area, Campicha, that you are from? Yes. Yeah, where you were born and raised, yeah. right, and where you live now? Yes, Marsabit. Okay, um, about 500,000 people. Yes. Okay, so that's about the size of the city of Pittsburgh. So not Allegheny County, but the city of Pittsburgh. So that's the area that you're talking about when we're looking at kids who are between the ages of 4 and 18, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so talk about what Kenya looks like. What's its geography? What's, what is weather? Where do people live? Okay. Well, if you go all over Kenya, um, you have a, you know, the coastline in Mombasa for the Indian Ocean, mm-hmm. and you have areas that um, are very fertile, very lush, where there's a lot of agriculture in Kenya. Uh, tea and coffee is grown, plus produce, uh, and uh, so they feed a lot of people with their farming and uh, also with cattle and other types of livestock. But as you, um, as you do move further north, the area stops being green, and it just turns more the color of khaki. Uh, during the dry season, and then it just becomes extremely arid. Okay. Uh, and you do have high mountains. You have Mount Kenya, which is, what about, I think, about 16,000 feet high. Okay. Maybe close to 17,000 feet high. Okay. So it's wide-ranging, right? So there's yes. the sea, there's the mountains, there's lushness, right. and there's the desert. And there's mm-hmm. desert. And you do have some forested areas as well. Sounds fascinating. And how, where do people live? Um, well, they live. They can live in an urban environment. Um, also in Nairobi, you have one of the largest slums, I'm, I'm afraid, you know, that you find um, anywhere, which is, you know, really sad to see that. But then you have people living in villages, uh, living in more traditional houses uh, that are thatched roofs and maybe, you know, wattle or mud walls and so on. Uh, and then you have, interestingly enough, where Bishop Campicha is from, you have a tribe known as the Gabra, and um, they take their houses with them with their camels and their other livestock. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, they dismantle them, and then um, they build them again, and they look like domes. Like yurts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was sort of uh, along those lines, yeah. I see. Yeah. So, Campicha, talk to us about your life. Um, tell me what it was like growing up in Kenya. Um Specifically talking about northern Kenya, I grew up in uh, a remote village right on the Kenya-Ethiopia border. Uh, like most of the people, almost 14 different language people groups wow. living in Marsabit. I grew in a pastoralist uh, family okay. where we follow our gods uh, into the bush and... So moving around, yeah, moving all the around, time. yeah, moving around. Um, but by God's grace, uh, there's this school that was built by the early missionaries, and that's where I went to school and got an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. I see. So would that be unusual that there would be a school available? Because you think, as a nomad, right, most children don't attend school. Uh, yes, it's a it's a rare opportunity, and and still there are so many children in that front line who don't have access to school. The basics. Yeah. So then, John, that's why you've come together with Campeche to, to build together this ministry. Right. When we started in, in the year 2010, Campeche had a conversation with Janet Helms, and uh, who was a student at Trinity. Both Janet and Campeche were students of mine at Trinity. And uh, Janet asked Campeche, what, would you need? what do you need? He said, a school. Mm. Gulp. So mm-hmm. I was going to East Africa anyway uh, in June of 2010, so I took a side trip uh, up to Marsabit uh, in northern Kenya, and then we went up to Sololo to look at this piece of property uh, where 
Tumaini Academy has since been built. Six months later, there was a first grade classroom. Uh, Ten years later, it goes through the eighth grade. It's going to be graduating its third eighth grade class Hmm. uh, in just a few weeks. Fabulous. So it's really established, and uh, 567 students enrolled this year. 567 students enrolled after how many years of existence? Ten. Wow. So, John, Kambicha, talk about yourself. How did you become a child who was a goat herder all the way to find yourself in the United States and studying the gospel in Ambridge? This is all about what God is able to do, how he turns our lives around, Mm. and uh, getting an opportunity to go to this uh, Christian school and being able to be brought up in the ways of the Lord Later on in my life in high school, coming to uh, accept the Lord Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Um, uh, down the line, I, I felt the need for, I need the call to uh, join ministerial formation, where upon completion, I became uh, a pastor in a church in northern Kenya. Wonderful. And the great opportunity that came by to come and study at Trinity School for Ministry through the International Scholarship Program. And uh, that's how the Lord turned my life around. And going back, I couldn't think more or something more that I can take back with me than to think of a Christian school, uh, which we can uh, use um, to provide uh, Christian-based education and reach out to the Mm. society. All right, well, let's take a break. Okay. When we come back, let's talk about Mars a bit more, hear about the different tribal divisions we have and the types of um, healing and education and change that this school can provide. We'll talk more about Kenya coming up next on today's Ride Home. 101.5 WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. Suppose you knew in the yard of the house that you purchased, there is a valuable treasure hidden. And when you got the house, you got the treasure. Would you look for it? Of course you would. I would. Boy, won't it be a great day when God's people seek wisdom like they seek wealth? Discover God's way to health, wealth, and wisdom as we study the book of Proverbs with Adrian Rogers this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. You've all helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to word listeners everywhere. You can get deep discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. Now you can get deep discounts on MyPillows, mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. For example, MyPillow is bringing back their popular BOGO offer for all MyPillows. That's right. Buy one MyPillow, get another absolutely free. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. It's MyPillow's way of saying thank you for all your support. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the buy one, get one free for all MyPillows. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 for these great radio specials. That's 800-391-0954 or MyPillow.com. Promo code WORD. The Forevermark Diamond Tribute Collection. For your courage, passion, determination, for your tenderness, spirit, and the way you love. For all that you are. The Forevermark Tribute Collection. A diamond for each of your qualities. Forevermark. Beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the Forevermark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. 
visit trinityjewelers.com. We're surrounded by noise, bombarded by information, messages struggling to get attention. So many ways to reach customers. Your message needs to cut through and stand out. For the resources and know-how to make it all work, there's Salem Surround. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. You know, they say the best is yet to come. But to make that true for your retirement, you need a plan. We'll start by tuning in for Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane with Accurate Solutions Group every Saturday morning at 10. Kurt and Ethan can help simplify the retirement planning process. No technical terms or calculations, no product pushing, just the information you need for retirement. Don't miss Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group every Saturday morning at 10 right here on 101.5 Word FM. John McDonald and Bishop Campeach are with us. We're talking about education and change in the country of Kenya. Before the break, gentlemen, we talked about the different tribal divisions in this northern part of Kenya, this uh, region of Marsabit. And so I wonder if you can talk about what these tribal divisions are and why they are so separate. Campeach? Uh, in in Marsabit, uh, we have got uh, over 14 different language people groups with different cultures. Uh, but they tend to share the same region for grazing uh, because they are mostly nomadic. Uh, the area is dry and oftentimes it's desert and uh, drought. So they're fighting they over grazing fighting land over and they're grazing fighting land, over water. Over water. So this has been the trend. Hmm. Uh, the only hope and future for this community is education which is going to bring a lifestyle change from nomadic lifestyle into uh, opportunities that through education one can uh, get. And uh, central and key to the life of the church is to mediate, to hear, to, to bring these communities together um, uh, within the framework of Christian Ministry of Reconciliation and Healing and Forgiveness. Okay, so you mentioned Ministry of Reconciliation, which is a term that Paul uses. Yes. Um, talk about what that would look like if you were, if you have acted, as John's told me you have, as a Minister of Reconciliation yourself and spoken of that. What does that look like in a concrete day-to-day way between these tribes in Kenya? Yeah, it's, it's, it's really a challenging ministry because sometimes you find yourself in between the heat of the conflict mm-hmm. and uh, appealing to our common heritage as God's creatures and pointing out to, be, to the people things that can bring them together and that pulls them apart. Mm-hmm. Um, bringing the community leaders uh, going to the villages and organizing uh, community meetings to dialogue for peace and healing and reconciliation. And sometimes using the FM radios and the TV stations in the area, in the nation, to appeal for peace and uh, healing. Yes, it sounds like people are people. It sounds like the United States of America, <laughs> right? That there's division and rancor and anger and all that. So... 
That's more than anything why we need Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. Of course. You know, the only difference is, is that we're not really shooting people to that same degree, you know, in terms of the conflicts or burning houses down or or um, stealing livestock and do what, you know, whatever else and is And so going that's on. what it looks like there. Right, yes. Yeah. Oh, very much so. I see. Yeah. Okay. So then how is the gospel received? Talk about that. I mean, in the midst of all that, people trying to make a livelihood and to raise a family and fighting for water and territory and feed and all that, then comes Christianity. Well, in the 10 years that I've been traveling, um, I've been really impressed with how the churches have been growing. And um, new mission churches are being started all the time, and they are attracting people to them. The ministry and the work is very, very gospel-focused. I mean, it's very focused on the Lord. It's focused on, um, on worship and celebration and joy in the Lord. And that just fits in culturally very, very, very well. Um, you cannot go to a worship service and start singing uh, without having to move. Mm. You cannot um, – we're not like the – you know, some of the Western Joseph. services, right. which is looking very somber and, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, very serious. Uh, they really, I mean, they're terrific and uh, with long sermons and very energetic sermons as well. So, What about, um, what about the issues of Muslim-Christian interaction? Now, I understand that Marsabit is largely a Muslim area. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about what, what the relations are. Are there tribes that are Christians? Are there tribes that are Muslim? What does that look like? Uh, it is a mix of both. It's a blend of both. Uh, there are tribes that are almost 100% Muslims. There are those who are, have Christians amongst themselves. So it's diverse. Uh, mm. As I said earlier, majority, of course, from all those tribes ascribe to Islamic faith. Okay. So but this we, is complex. I'm sorry. Yeah. So as I travel just ever so briefly in Senegal and Ethiopia, what I see is as you're traveling, you'll see mosques that are very modern and they look to me as though they're well-funded or or wealthy. So is there that tension between the support for a Christian school and the support for a Muslim school and those resources that invite the community in would be happy to use those competition for people, so to speak? Um, one of the key things to note here is Christian f- faith is known for its quality service. So even when we have got majority Islam, people will still want to bring their children to Christian school. Mm-hmm. Because uh, education is valued in this exa- region? Educa- education is very much valued. And the church has been in the front line in, in providing quality education. I see. But from the church's perspective, having such institution provides a safe environment for interreligious dialogue. Uh, uh, and at the end of the day, it gives us also an opportunity to witness both to the parents and the, to the children. So the Christian atmosphere in a school that we're talking about is providing an open atmosphere yes. so that people who believe different things can talk about it in a safe space? Absolutely. Okay. All right. And at the same time can provide a quality Christian education that the parents of all faiths want yes. in this area. Yes. And John, as an educator yourself, what does that look like? Uh, children start school at what age, and do they go all the way through high school? Well, they have a preschool, and then um, they will start um, and then moving sort of into a kindergarten age, and then at Tumaini, uh, beginning at grade one, and then that goes through eighth grade. I see. 
uh, and then after eighth grade would be when they would move into secondary for four years of high school. And so Tumaini is now graduating. It's, it's going to have its third eighth grade graduating class this year, as I mentioned earlier. Except no Christian high school. But there's no Christian to. high school to go to at this moment. But that's one of the things that we're, we're moving forward into the future. And uh, we have plans to build St. Andrew's High School in Marsabit oh, for boys. Yeah. So, Campicha, there's you. Um, you went through the process. You went through eighth grade, then to 12th grade. Yes. And then now, obviously, beyond. Yes. So I'm sure in the circles that you travel in, you're not the norm. Uh, Obviously, these are unique opportunities that God has given us. Mm. And uh, for this, obviously, as John said, Tumaini Academy, which was founded uh, 10 years ago, has been very successful in terms of uh, giving the children and the families a new hope a new opportunity to, to dream for a better future. Uh, we go to go to public high schools whose uh, focus to life may be a bit different. We have been bringing these children in a Christian environment and giving them Christian-based education. Uh, while public schools are available uh, within the areas, it may not be focused on the same vision and aspirations that we have for these children. Mm-hmm. We, we want to bring up God-fearing children, generation, the next generation that's going to change the next generation for the Lord, but also be positively contributing to the society. But the problem is that in those teenage years, so many decisions are made Absolutely, for the yeah. future of their lives, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so if you've provided the strong education at Tumaini Academy from the age of four to the age of 12 or the age of 13, yep. without a Christian high school, it's almost as if you may have wasted the ages four through 12 if you don't have the next phase, the follow-through. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's um, so that's why it's critical that we, have a, that we do have a Christian high school that will be accessible for um, the, the children that live in the area. What's that look like? Uh, the school itself? Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously, to have a school, especially a high school, requires a right. lot of funding. Now, they have the, you have the land already. We have the land already. It's about 61 acres of land. Uh, it's going to be near the county seat of Marsabit and Marsabit County. It's not going to be in, in the north in Salolo where Tumaini is, so it can reach a broader range of students. Uh, it also, um, you know, it's going to have – the first school will be for boys, so there will need to be dormitory buildings because it will be a residential school because children have to – some of them have to travel far in order to be able to get there. Um, it will offer a full, complete high school program for the four years that they're there. will include athletics. There's the soccer field, of course, which is obligatory. But also in the site plan, um, there's going to be room for um, – to allow the boys to um, – plant vegetables and other things, too, which will not only provide food to help make uh, the school to be more self-sustaining, but hopefully if they happen to have an overabundance of crops, that, that will, they can be sold then, I see. and then the money can be turned into operating the school. So the plans are drawn up. I right, saw them, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, right? So what you're looking for now is basically the funding to make it happen? Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then the big thing is here, boys first, then mm-hmm. success, then girls follow along. Mm-hmm. Right, yes. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we didn't, we wondered whether, should we do girls first or do boys first? But after consulting with Bishop Campicha and some of the others of the school board, they unanimously said that it should be the boys' school first. 
So consistency is the name of the game. Right. You've provided for the last... With Tumaini started in what year? Uh, 2010. Okay, so for the last nine years, it's been consistency of quality education and Christian worldview shaping and evangelism. Mm-hmm. It's gone on every single year at Tumaini. Right, and it's very important for both of these schools to remain independent from any government funding because once the schools were to receive government funding, then they can start dictating who is to be running the school. Oh. And with an education commissioner um, or the person in charge of education in Marsabit being a Muslim, they could easily just put in a Muslim head uh, and convert the school. I mean, and take away the Christian influence. I see. So we have to, the school has to be 100% self-sustaining in order to be able to protect mm, it I from, love that. from the government. I yeah. love it. So self-sustaining, consistent, and we're looking for the next step. Right. We, you're, you've trained kids well with tremendous success according to test scores, yes. according to character development. Families are encouraged. Um, families have been converted to Christianity mm-hmm. right. through the message that their kids have received in school. But now we're looking for the high school to be able to complete that that character formation. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. What, what do you need? Well, um, what do we need? Well, of course, I'm not here. We're not here to talk about money. Right. <laughs> right. But that but would I sure think help. That, but it, should, it certainly would help. Um, I think obviously prayers for the school uh, because especially, especially if, you know, Tribal tensions can really only ultimately be resolved um, through the gospel. There's um, no other way. There's no other way. And I've seen that happen in, in other parts of Africa as well, where when a society becomes fully Christian, then that reduces a lot of the, of the, of the squabbling and the infighting and so forth as people unite around the gospel itself. Yeah, and recognize the need for humility and right. forgiveness mm-hmm. and repentance mm-hmm. and, and all, all of that. And they realize that they're part of a greater tribe, which is the tribe mm-hmm. that is the kingdom mm-hmm. of God. Yes. Amen. Right. We're going to be having a gala. I'm going to be there. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I'm emceeing the gala. I can't wait. That's coming up in a couple Saturdays, Saturday, October 19th. If you hear this and you have an interest in uh, what's going on in Kenya, you've heard this message about the school and you think, boy, I'd like to be involved in that. Wouldn't we love to welcome them there that night? Absolutely. I mean, it's a terrific night. Saturday, October 19th at 12 Oaks Mansion in Mars. If you want details about that, I'm going to put the website up on our Facebook page. It'll be educateforhope.org. So you can give toward the school, but we'd love to see you at the gala so you can find out more information. I'd love to introduce you to Campicha and John and all sorts of other people who have been heavily invested in uh, in Tumaini and the tremendous success they've had, and we, we're really excited about Step 2. Very nice. Is there a web address? Yeah, the web address, educateforhope.org. All right, terrific. Thank you, gentlemen, Thank you. for being here today. That's Campicha from Kenya and John McDonald. More information available online, educateforhope.org. I thought it was a great experience working with Nello. They were honest, understood what we were looking for. They really went above and beyond. Impact Christian Church on building ministry with Nello Construction. How they spent time with us and got to know us on a personal level really meant a lot to us because they got to know us, not just our building, and that really came out in what they constructed for us. We took this old building that was pretty beat up, and to see it transformed into what it is today was truly an awesome experience. Got a vision? Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. They 
blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. Out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit windowsruspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsruspittsburgh.com. Mention Word FM for an additional 10% off at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com. October 11th and 12th, Gospel Life Church in Evans City presents the 2019 Engage Conference. This year's theme, Communion with God. Join keynote speakers Dr. Carl Truman of Grove City College and Dr. Andy Snyder of Radiant Church Austin, along with an esteemed panel of guests, as you explore ways to go deeper in your relationship with God. Child care will be provided. Reserve now at gospellifechurch.net slash conference, the 2019 Engage Conference, October 11th and 12th. Details at gospellifechurch.net slash conference. Hi, I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our to have and to hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HennyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers, your jewelers for life. You see them all around town. CentOS trucks and their service reps taking care of customers. When companies use CentOS, you know they're confident and ready. CentOS helps with their fire protection and first aid and safety programs, handles their apparel solutions, and helps keep their facility and restrooms clean and stocked. So you know those companies care about their employees, facilities, and image. When all those things work together, they're ready for business. Oh, I'm ready! Get CentOS and get ready for the workday. Today is the first day of Yom Kippur, mm-hmm. and we are sad to report that there has been a shooting at a synagogue in Germany, and uh, just as we were going to air, apparently two people were killed. Now, uh, that is brutally sad, but the good news is that tragedy has been averted. There were 80 people inside the synagogue in this uh, the city of Halle, Germany, and apparently as as many as three gunmen were entering in, they were met with resistance Good. by security Good. at the synagogue, Good. which stopped oh, mass carnage. Oh, my goodness. That's really all we know right now. And, of course, a, a breaking story from Germany. So, like you yourself, our prayers yes. are with those people. This is still very fresh for us as we come up again on the anniversary of the Tree of Life shooting in Squirrel mm-hmm. Hill. And you think about Jews worldwide and... This rise, this deep rise in anti-Semitism. Yes. And what does that mean for people of uh, the Jewish heritage? Mm-hmm. So as we as Christians are in accordance with them, uh, in the pages of the uh, Old Testament, we pray for peace for Jews yes, all over this we world. Do. We do. And we pray for the peace of those who defend Jews, the righteous of all nations, as they're called. Yes. I was in Germany over the summer, and one of the things that really was 
of great impact to me when I was there is just being in the different communities, especially in the German countryside, and recognizing the great horror of what uh, what the German government did to the Jews there, just the unbelievable terror of it, the unbelievable humiliation of it. Um, it was just, it, it was a, a demonic experience beginning to end. I don't know how else to say I'm out of I'd words. Say it's true. I'm out of words. It I, is I, really, I really am. Um, but the other thing that I learned when I was there that I was so. It, the number of German citizens who resisted, the number of people who, at great risk to themselves, right decided to stand with their Jewish neighbors, decided to dig tunnels in their basement, decided to hide people. I mean, you look back on that and you think, I hope I would have had the courage to do what they did. Right, because it'd be easy to get caught up in, right, the energy of the so-called movement and turn your back. But to do the right thing in the name of the Jews, God bless you all. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Lawmakers giving President Trump mixed reviews on his decision to withdraw troops from northern Syria. Capitol Hill correspondent Bob Agnew with that story. Senator Lindsey Graham told Fox News the president's decision could be the worst mistake of his presidency. Contrast that with the president tweeting that the U.S. going into the Middle East was the worst mistake ever. The president also enjoys plenty of support. Fiscal hawk Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky labeling Graham and fellow Trump critic Representative Liz Cheney as the neocon war caucus. He calls President Trump the first president in his lifetime who understands what is and is not in the U.S. national interest. Bob new reporting. Meanwhile, President Trump says the United States does not endorse Turkey's assault on northern Syria. On Wall Street, the Dow gained 182 points today. The Nasdaq was up 80. The S&P ahead 26. This is SRN News. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for over 100 years. It's time to stand with Israel. Consider the lifelong impact of joining nationally syndicated media hosts Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher, along with Word FM, on the Stand with Israel tour this December 2nd through 11th. More than a vacation, this journey will guide you through centuries of faith and culture as you visit iconic places right out of Scripture. Along the way, your hosts will broadcast on-site while you watch and participate. Together with like-minded travelers, you'll see over 40 iconic sites during the 10-day tour where you can Pray at the Western Wall in Old City, Jerusalem. Float in the Dead Sea and take a boat out onto the water of the Sea of Galilee. Have you ever wanted to walk inside the Garden Tomb? Register today for the Stand with Israel Tour this December 2nd through 11th. Just visit our website for more details and registration information at wordfm.com Israel. That's wordfm dot com slash Israel. What are you doing to enhance your marriage? Take that initiative just to get away and to spend time with each other. Family life's weekend to remember. Our life was so out of whack. We said, this is crazy. I thought everything was fine, you know. The weekend to remember is coming to the Pittsburgh Marriott North, November 1st and 8th. Everyone needs a little bit of guidance. Register now and save big. Use promo code WEEKEND at theweekendtoremember.com. Ooh, we ought to go check this out. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, 
Find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, WeatherTech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters, always a favorite. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, for the extreme in all of us. At ExtremeTruck.net. At the Original Mattress Factory, our mattresses and box springs aren't just American-made, they're hometown-made. Our products are hand-built one at a time in local factories using only the highest quality materials. And each of our employees is also an owner. So when you purchase from the Original Mattress Factory, you're not only getting a quality mattress at a factory direct price, you're also supporting your local economy. Visit an Original Mattress Factory location near you to see what Hometown Made is all about. They didn't teach us this in Bible college. A family in my church has asked me to help with their son who's addicted to heroin. They're in a serious crisis, and I'm so busy with everything else at the church. How do I help them? For over 50 years, Western Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge has come alongside local pastors to help them in the fight against addiction in their congregations. Call 412-849-3224 now. Western Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge, bringing wholeness to the hopeless. to partly cloudy tonight going down to a low of 45 tomorrow one nice looking day mostly sunny pleasantly warm with a high right around 70 mainly clear for tomorrow night low 47 and will stay pleasantly warm to round out the week friday we'll have a good deal of sunshine with a high friday of 71 degrees with iraqi weather forecast i'm meteorologist danielle niddle Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. You think about the, the many iconic voices in sports that Pittsburgh has been fortunate to have over the many decades. Who would you say? Myron Cope. Bob Prince. Mike Lang. Mike Lang. I mean, those are, to me are the, sort of like the, the top three, right? Mm-hmm. The holy grail And I would voices. say Bill Hillgrove is up there as well. Yeah, but you know... Announcing the games, right? Myron on Steeler football, Bob Prince on baseball, and Mike Lang in hockey. It doesn't get much better than that. And all three of them would not really be on a national voice, even though that talent for each of those men was huge. Because there's something about that. One of the things I love about sports, especially sports on radio, is that the colloquial is king still can shine through it really can right. and, and it's it's still most important right it is not a, a corporate gloss it allows you to feel the vibe of your neighborhood right you want to feel like a fan mm-hmm. when you're listening to your game on the radio so mike lang fit that mold oh my gosh. perfectly because if you don't know mike lang you missed out on something that was really uh, how have hysterical. you missed out on it i mean he's been doing it for 45 years listen I mean, how many different sayings does he have? I heard that uh, that he's a big blues fan. Oh, really? Yeah, and that a lot of those are lyrics from old blues songs. <laughs> that makes sense. 
which is, I mean, talk about like a deep mind you can yeah, keep yeah. going back to. You sure can. I, I mean, mean, the twisting in the language and the poetry and the imagery within all that. It's such a talent. Yeah, it sure is. So for 45 years, Mike Lang was the voice still connected with the Penguins. Don't want to act as though he's, no, you know, it's not like he's, he's gone. gone, right? But last night at the Pens game, which they lost, but on the home ice, Mike was feted by the Pens organization, which in and listen, every way, shape, and form, they do. Gosh, no, they there's no, so well. there's no other team that honors people as no, well as the Pens. That's do. a quality organization, quality yeah. fetting, as you say. Exactly, right? and we had our own representative live. Yeah, what, what, that's right. Mike, you were there last it, night. It was amazing. Um, it, it, right before the game started, uh, uh, Mike came out with uh, Mario Lemieux and Phil Bork, and mm. uh, Mario presented Mike with a custom frame piece that featured all of Mike Lang's famous sayings. Oh, which was nice. yeah it, it, they have it on uh twitter on the pittsburgh penguins twitter twitter page it looks really awesome and the pens captain sid came out and gave mike lang a, a special number 45 jersey which the entire team autographed cool oh. yeah and this was really neat for his for mike lang's final gift the pens organization honored mike lang by naming the seventh level at PBG Paints Arena, the Mike Lang Media Level. Oh, that's terrific. Yeah. yeah. That so, is great. So that's where all the press guys are, right? Yeah. Correct. They're going to sit in the Mike Lang level. Yeah, yeah. that's very cool. Excellent. Yeah. I mean, class act. Really, he truly is. Just one of a kind. And uh, congratulations. 45 yeah, years. Yeah, and I heard there was a bobblehead last night. Mike, did you get that? Sure, yeah, I, I sure did. What do you think? It was, Does it look like it? Yeah, the bobblehead. You know, it's so funny because a lot of bobbleheads they don't. They're a little shaky. <laughs> they're a little shaky. Yeah. No yeah. pun intended. Yeah, Anonymous yeah, yeah. person, right? But a lot of them don't look like the person. The person. But this is the oh my! It's a spinning image. Is it of Mike Lang? They who whoever made the bobblehead did. So is, accept, what is is he wearing a is he wearing a hockey sweater? What's he what's he wearing? Yeah, he's wearing he's wearing a little. Um, his his regular attire. He has a collared shirt on, and he has a a headpiece on oh, with a microphone, and oh. with a black and yellow tie. And he's sitting at a broadcast booth. With, he looks like with a broadcaster. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. so good. Yeah, the only thing, the only thing I wish they would have incorporated was like a button that would play all of his sayings. <laughs> that would have been good. Yeah, but that, other than that, it's it's an awesome bobblehead. Nice. That would have upped yeah. the budget for the yeah. giveaway. Yeah, so yeah. Maybe you can buy that. that. Maybe someone heard you and they're like, you know what, that really would be a good, idea, good yeah. thing. Well, That's manufacture really cool. that and sell it to PPG. Excellent. Yeah. Well, Mike Lang, a Pittsburgh icon. Hey, we'll take a break, uh, but speaking, speaking of, of- Pittsburgh icon. Yes, uh, Rick Seaback, he himself of WQED, will join us in just a few minutes. Uh, tomorrow night, there is um, a, bro- a new broadcast of Mr. Rogers and Rick Seaback sitting down. Now, this was originally broadcast way back in the, in the mid to late 90s. But only bits and pieces of it have been seen, right? right? So Rick Seaback is with us to talk about Mr. Rogers. Of course, the anticipation of A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, which releases nationwide November 22nd. Mr. Rogers, again, is having another moment in the national spotlight. We all know Mr. Rogers and love him here. Of course, the secret's been out a long time about Mr. Rogers, but now the rest of the country finally catching up. So we'll talk about that with Rick Seaback in just a few minutes. Stick around. It's The Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word FM and WPIT Radio. WORD. Whether you're a college freshman embarking on adulthood or a seasoned believer nearing the end of the race, we all face the same danger, the potential to drift off the path. Gain fresh encouragement to stay the course this week on Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. 
Truth for Life with Alistair Begg. Tomorrow morning at 6 on 101.5 WORD. A jihadist comes to Christ. Hi, it's Michael with Bible League International, and I met young Ahmed, 14 years of age, a Syrian refugee, when I visited the Middle East earlier this year. He hated his mother and siblings. Why? They had become believers, but he was subscribed to radical Islam, in fact, was primed to blow himself up until his mother prayed for his salvation and he came to saving faith. He was beaten. He should not have survived that beating by the extremist that he hung around with, but the family fled in the middle of the night. He's been trained to share. Jesus by Bible League, and guess what? Already about a hundred young men who were primed to be jihadists have come to Christ. He said to me with tears in his eyes through a translator, Michael, we need the Word of God here. And I said, Ahmed, those Bibles, they're coming. Word FM and Bible League are partnering to send Bibles to 5,000 persecuted believers. $5 sends a Bible, $100 sends 20, every gift matched. Call 800 Yes Word, 800 Yes Word, or give at WordFM.com. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, wherever the mission takes us, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for our nation, for us all. The few, the proud, the Marines. From the moment you met, it's as if you were custom made for each other. Why should your jewelry be any different? Trinity Jewelers is the area's premier designer of custom jewelry that celebrates life's closest relationships, from breathing new life into a family heirloom to crafting a one-of-a-kind original out of nothing but imagination. Trinity's master craftsmen create affordable pieces that tell your own unique story. See how at trinityjewelers.com. This is Brad Marshall, General Manager of Word FM. If you're a senior or associate pastor, we have a seat for you and your spouse at our annual Pastor Appreciation Luncheon. Join us October 22nd at the Hilton Garden Inn at South Point and enjoy great food, warm fellowship, and a fantastic message from Unlimited Grace founder Brian Chapel. There's no charge. It's just our way of saying thank you for all you do. Reserve your complimentary tickets now at wordfm.com. 101.5 WORD. Dr. Michael Youssef. We often think if I only have just a formula that will really make them see what I can see. If I only have the right words or the right knowledge, we could bring them to Christ. But I want to tell you this day, only God can do that. Passionately proclaiming uncompromised truth here on Leading the Way. Tomorrow morning at 6.30 on 101.5 WORD. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. A beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Now, and I like the way you look. No matter whether you have your hair done or not. It's you. I like it's not the things you wear. If we can be present to the moment with the person that we happen to be with at the moment, that's what's important. You are my friend. You are special. You are I think my it's safe friend. to say if you there was special. a patron saint of the city of Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. it would certainly be 
Mr. Rogers. I don't think there's any contest about that. We were so fortunate for so long to have Mr. Rogers. We called him our own, and he was the real thing. Kind, honest, generous, most of all, a teacher to the youngest of our children. And now, long after he's gone, uh, we've known Mr. Rogers here in Pittsburgh and have embraced him. But that long extended moment of Mr. Rogers really having the spotlight comes to a nadar of some sort on November 22nd when the Tom Hanks film, Won't You Be My Neighbor, is released nationwide. But here in studio with us is a friend of Mr. Rogers, someone who chronicled his life and times and continues to do so today, is Rick Seaback from WQED. Rick, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. Pleasure. Rick, we love when you're here. I mean, we have <laughs> we call uh, we call Mr. Rogers the patron saint of Pittsburgh, no question about it. But I have to say personally that you have a special place in the life of my family. I've never told you this before. But when I was great with child, my first daughter was three weeks late from her due date. And it was in the middle of the summer, and I was deep in depression and desperation. And I needed something to get my mind off of it. And so my husband rented every (laughs) single documentary you ever made. And we watched them all. Now, every documentary you had made prior to 1998, when this was happening, we watched them all. There's a lot more now. Yes. So listen, for all of the times that I was feeling completely overwhelmed, obese, and down in the dumps, your voice rescued me, my friend. Well, thank you very Mm -hmm. much. No, that's really nice. It's nice when you can be helpful and you didn't even... You know, intend to do it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but you're in the middle of a new series now called Nebby, which has had, what, seven different episodes? This is the seventh, and um, we, we, we funded it with a Kickstarter, and I promised seven. But I, I sort of did an extra one. I did two shows about Kennywood, and the second Kennywood show. Which was really good. You know, to make a trio of Kennywood shows that I've done in my life. But they were all shot at the same time in, in the summer of 1988. Come a little closer to the mic so we can hear you better. Because Because I uh, fell last year and haven't been extremely mobile, mm-hmm. um, I thought, what can I edit? And I remembered that, you know, there was a lot of stuff that we shot at Kennywood that we never used, so I, I dug up that. And um, we put together a show called That Kennywood Summer. and Which we loved. It's a time capsule. It is a time capsule, you know, in, in an age before people had cell phones mm-hmm. and Men wore really short shorts and that kind of thing. Um, and girls had big hair. Oh, girls had giant hair, yes. <laughs> and uh, it got such a nice reaction, and I was so familiar with the footage. And before it left the editing system, I said, let's let's see if we can do another one. And there was plenty of material. I don't think there's enough for another one, but um, it was fun to do two yeah. extra half hours of Kennywood. And then, um, you know, I thought, oh, I... I all this interest in Fred Rogers, and I, I have that interview. Now, it's been used in, I think, every Fred Rogers documentary since we did it in 1987. So it's 32 years old, this interview. Wow. Um, I was brand new at WQED. Were you? Yeah. What did year? You? 1987. And so. had you known Fred prior to this? Not at all. And you sat down? You had the opportunity to sit down? Well, I met Fred, and I had an interesting connection. My, I got my first job in television in South Carolina with Josie Carey, mm. who had been Fred's partner right. at WQED in 1954. And they produced Children's Corner from 54 till about 60, I think, or maybe 61, the early 60s. They, they did a show together called Children's Corner, which was a huge hit on WQED. It was the first big show at WQED. And... um. 
so I'd worked with Josie and got to know Josie, and I would call her my mentor. Mm-hmm. And really? yeah, I mean, we got to be good friends. No kidding. And, um, I even drove from Columbia, South Carolina to Pittsburgh once with her. And it was, I, I remember it so vividly because I don't think I'd ever taken a long trip with an adult before who didn't drive. She didn't know how to drive. Wow. So you were. And so she saw things so differently. Huh. You know, I think people who drive watch the road and, you sure, know, sure. You're, you're sort of, sort of ghost driving with the driver but you know she had none of those (laughs) so she narrated the way home and she you know made all sorts of wacky observations it was really fun okay so i'm glad you brought up josie carey because josie carey was one of the original six at qed right right? so fred rogers came to qed from new york city uh it was the early days before i mean qed was even qed yeah, it was 1953 Fred came, and we don't go on the air until 1954, uh, April Fool's Day we go on. I see. So then there's Josie Carey from the Playhouse, right, as an actress, as an actor, and she and Fred start to collaborate, writing songs and starting, you know, they were given a puppet, right, Daniel the Tiger. Right. That was given to them the night before the station went on the air, apparently, by Mrs. Daniel, who was the mm. s- station manager at the time, Dorothy Daniel. And, and they so, named it after her. Daniel, Daniel Striped Tiger was named right. after her. Right. I never knew. And so when I see these early, you know, um, these kinescopes, I guess, for lack of it, right, that it's early recordings of Fred and Josie together, what struck me is... Well, you never see Fred. No. You it's see the puppets. the puppets. Yeah. So what I see was Josie talking to the puppet as, you know, of course, she's 100% invested in it. And it's essentially improvisational theater. It is, and it's it's exuberance. Surely is. I mean, it's really fun, um, you know. And you know, uh, yeah, you're right. It's it's improv, and uh, you know, Daniel can get a little saucy, which he doesn't do anymore. <laughs> he, he's very mild now. He was saucy, right? Yeah, but, yeah. He, he would have a little quick comebacks and stuff like that. I mean, I love the oh. idea that you know they they had you know in any improv they have a, a germ of an idea. Fred's behind a wall. He's sticking his his hand through the wall with a little puppet and then there's Josie kind of leading the conversation and Fred gently as only Fred can we know now this you know 50 years after the fact (coughs) and they're having this wonderful conversation with all these teachable moments inside right and you know I worked with Josie in South Carolina on a children's show called Whee oh really W-H-E-E-E sounds like fun and uh she would always say, "Don't tell me beforehand. I want to be. I want to be genuinely Fresh. surprised mm-hmm. on the air." Hmm. So. so that collaboration, right? I mean, <laughs> Fred and Josie together—that was sort of the the uh, the trampoline that made Mister Rogers' Neighborhood work later on. It gave Fred that sort of the confidence and the wherewithal that he could do this. And I mean, I just love to have a partner that two people together working on the same sort of page and having the uh, you know the, the push forward to make this work. Right. And I think people forget the Children's Corner was a big hit here in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Mm. But then NBC noticed and they took them to New York. And Fred and Josie did Children's Corner in New York on nationwide NBC. No kidding. I want to say the summer of like maybe 57 or 58. And for you know a considerable time, they were going they would fly to New York on the weekends. Wow. They would do the show here every day, fly to New York and do it there. And it was a huge hit. It was a summer replacement for the Jerry Mahoney show. Hmm. But they got more mail than any program had ever gotten. 
And so they were both very proud of that fact. I'm sure. Okay, so there's America, right, post-World War II. 1945, World War II ends. And then in 52, Fred comes to Pittsburgh, meets Josie, and... There's all these kids, these baby boomers, right? They're, they're having their kids. And so you got little kids, three, four, five, six years of age. It's the not new- baby boomers having kids. No. It's the baby it's boomers. Right. The baby boomers, <laughs> boomers right. are the kids. Right. <laughs> so they're there, the new medium of television, and they have to have something to put on the air. And there's the spark of genius of Fred. Right. And Josie. I mean, you know, it's it was really, uh, you know, I said, I understand the, uh, the beauty of the Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. But it doesn't have that crazy exuberance that you saw in Children's mm. Corner. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, you know, and I, I appreciate them both. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what happened then? Um, Fred continued on, but Josie went elsewhere. Josie went to KDKA and, you know, had a new career there. There was a, you know, she did a daily show there for a while. And uh, mm. I remember very distinctly a series that she did at Christmas time on KDKA with Sterling Yates. Oh, I remember that name. Where they... They went mm-hmm. to the North Pole. It was, you know, uh, about a rocket ship. They would load all the kids' Christmas letters into a rocket ship and send it to the North Pole. And um, it, it, I just, you know, that's the thing that I remember probably best. I was a little too young for Children's Corner in 54, mm. 53 and 54. But, um, you know, it. Uh, Josie did that. And then Fred um, had been going to uh, a seminary. While he was producing the last years of Children's Corner, I see. Then he's ordained, and he's actually assigned to a church. Uh, the Bell Tower is still there in Oakland. Yeah, uh, Belfield. Belfield. Mm-hmm. The Belfield Bell Tower is right. there. The church has been taken down, and I think uh, it's moved the, down the street a couple blocks. Okay, the building where it once was, which is across from the old QED, right? Which is now the music school at Pitt. Pitt. So mm-hmm. the building across from the music, it's catty corner from the Cathedral of Learning, and. Uh, that uh, it's it's Western Psych now. I think it's. it's oh, a, is that who owns yeah, the that's, building? That's the, who's in that building now. But um, Fred was there for I think less than a year when his assignment was changed from being, you know, assistant minister at this church to having his mm-hmm. uh, purpose be being a minister on the media, on television. And what about that, Rick? I mean, how intentional? I mean, there's Fred, newly ordained. Uh, he could have done any number of things, but obviously, you know, he's helping to invent the medium well, of and television. His, and listen, his supervisors could have had him do any other thing, right. right? I mean, you're a young kid. Wherever you get your first job, you're just waiting for your boss to tell you what to do. It really showed a great deal of insight and a view of the larger picture that this guy, we need to commission him for what he's going to do for the larger world. Well, it wasn't anybody that smart here. <laughs> no, nope, it wasn't. No, it was a guy in Canada. And really? So, yeah, he, he hired Fred to Canada. Is that right? Yeah, so Fred moved his family to Toronto, and that's where Mr. Rogers goes on the air. I mean, Mr. Rogers – the show was just called Mr. Rogers, not Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, just Mr. Rogers. One word where the R at the end of Mr. becomes the R of Rogers, mm. Mr. Rogers. I see. And, uh, you know, it has uh, assorted other puppets. It's not, you know, the same no thing. King but Friday. Then, no, no, no. Then, yeah. they, then they come in. Those those puppets all also show up. And actually, the design of the set that we know as Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood of Make Believe mm-hmm. was all originally Canadian. No kidding. And then when Fred, after I think a year, a year and a half, Fred decided to move back to Pittsburgh. He had two young sons. He wanted them to grow up here, he said. And he uh, brought those designs. I don't know if they actually brought the the you know, Physical. The, the set pieces or whether just brought the designs. And 
Um, the first show that he does is on uh, Channel 4, WTAE. Hmm. He does a show for a little while. And then he f- eventually gets back to QED and starts to do the show called Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. In what year? Um, it would have to be in the 60s, mid, mid to late 60s, because he does it locally for a while before it's then picked up by – we're talking before PBS existed. Right. Well, <laughs> it was national educational okay. television, and that goes on the air still as NET – um, the national show begins in 1968. Hmm. So that's why when I was doing this interview, we were getting ready to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the show on national television. Wow. wow. So the, the interesting thing, of course, and you've seen this a million times because you know you knew Fred. I mean, he was not necessarily a, a man of his times. When I'm watching his energy, right, this conversation, to speak with Fred, and of course I never did, but you have – what was it like? I mean, when you passed, so to speak, the thread to Fred, was there all this space around it? Was it slow and <laughs> right? Did that make you crazy? Yeah, and and certainly, I mean, in in ways that we've not, you know, sort of shown before. You will feel that in this show okay. tomorrow night. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Um, in fact, uh, my uh, my boss uh, Daryl Ford Williams came and watched the show, and the first thing she said was. I'm so glad you left in all the pauses because, I mean, you see Fred thinking Mm. and, you know, uh, there's one that we call the big pause. (laughs) Is it awkward? It's it's it's, uh, no, it doesn't seem to be awkward. It's just long. Um, I ask him, um, what do you mean when you say, won't you be my neighbor? And you and you hear me say that and then you see and he uh and he pauses for a long time. 20 seconds. Yeah, probably 15 to 20 seconds. Wow, that's a really long time. Then he says, uh, I suppose it's an invitation to be close to someone, you know, to be my neighbor. Hmm. So it's it's all very interesting. And he has this wonderful ability to sort of answer the base question honestly and simply and then sort of – Elevate it up mm. to the next level where he's, you know. That's the genius. Yes, where he relates it to something much, much bigger. Right, where he becomes the sage. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, I asked him at one point, uh, and you hear this in the show, uh, I said, if someone came from another planet, how would you explain to them what you do? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> His first question is, would they know about television? I said, yeah, yeah, they'll know about television. <laughs> so Let's get all the foundational questions established. Right? Rick Seaback is with us from WQED. Tomorrow night airs a, a brand new, a brand new uh, program. Rick has taken a program from 1997. 1997? 1987. 87, sorry, a decade off, mm-hmm. and re-edited this. Really, it's pretty much raw. Right. It's a lot of things that we've never shown before from that interview. And so it's, yeah, it's new stuff. I love it. I can't wait to see it. We'll take a break, come back. Our conversation with Rick Seaback continues in just a few minutes. The following is a true story. I had a lady that was in her mid-70s, and I'd sold her timeshare, and that was the lowest I'd ever felt in my life. I knew then that I had to do something to simply not to go to hell for selling a timeshare. Chuck McDowell founded Wesley Financial Group to help folks cancel their timeshares permanently. called her and everybody that I'd sold timeshare to, and I said, this is what I said to you that was a lie, and this is what you need to do to cancel your timeshare. From that point, people started referring 
friends to me to help them cancel the timeshare, and that's how it all started. I fought the world's largest timeshare company in federal court. If I had lost that lawsuit, there would be no one helping people that have been lied to when they bought timeshare. If we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare or we'll give your money back. That's what makes us different. Call Wesley Financial Group now for a free information kit. 800-515-1771. That's 800-515-1771. 800-515-1771. This is Chris Abernethy of Abernethy and Hagerman. You don't want the government deciding what happens to your estate or how much they will take. At Abernethy and Hagerman, estate administration is the heart and soul of our practice. We have the experience to help not only plan, but administer your estate properly to protect your assets, minimize taxes, and ensure that your inheritance gets to the ones you love. Decide for yourself. Abernethy and Hagerman, legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. This is a fact. Just 41% of first-time college students earn a degree in four years. At Grove City College, the average four-year graduation rate stands at 80%. Wow. I mean, you think about how much college costs now and how much you're putting into those semesters. And when you think about not graduating in four years and adding a semester and another and another and another, I mean, we're already drowning in student loan debt. Imagine what we're doing by not putting our kids in a position where they can be in and out in four years. Exactly. So there's something to be said about the intentionality of the administration, the faculty, and the students that they're all on the same page looking to those four years as a complete education, and then perhaps into the job market or onto a higher degree. Listen, I'm telling you, as a parent of a student at Grove City, I have seen this in action. I've seen my daughter, after she's had a meeting with her advisor, just mapping out all of her four years. That would happen at the very beginning before she even started, just trying to figure out how best to make use of her time so that when that end of four years comes, everything's covered. Information is key. If you've got questions about your child's future, your own future, we encourage you to look online at Grove City College. That's gcc.edu. Excellence in education for a four-year degree, Grove City College. to partly cloudy tonight going down to a low of 45 tomorrow one nice looking day mostly sunny pleasantly warm with a high right around 70 mainly clear for tomorrow night low 47 and will stay pleasantly warm to round out the week friday we'll have a good deal of sunshine with a high friday of 71 degrees with iraqi weather forecast i'm meteorologist danielle niddle remembering the great Fred Rogers with our friend Rick Seaback, longtime TV producer, writer, and narrator. He's enriched all of our lives with the quirky TV programs and documentaries he's made for PBS through WQED. If you've seen Kennywood Memories or What Makes Pittsburgh Pittsburgh or A Few Good Pie Places, you're familiar with Rick's <laughs> voice and uh, all the scrapbook documentaries he's put together. Rick, we're so glad you're here. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. yeah. So talk about, um, we were talking about Mr. Rogers and this interview that you're going to be airing tomorrow night. My interview with Fred. My interview with Fred, uh, which took place 1987. Right. Yeah. October 19th, 1987. It's funny. I, I started to work on the show and then I said, I'm, I'm a total pack rat and my office says that. 
And I thought, somewhere here is the box from the Fred show. <laughs> you knew it was in there. And I, so I God help me find it, right? <laughs> I, I had to start digging. And I did. I found it. Um, the show that we did in 1987 called Our Neighbor Fred Rogers was made into a national show. It was my first national show mm-hmm. in 1990. Um, at the time, PBS said, uh, we want a, a, a known voice, not you know some crazy guy from Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. to narrate it. So... Uh, they agreed, and we agreed on David Hartman, who used to be the oh, host of Good Morning America. That's right. That, that's big time, right? <clears throat> so I got to go to New York, and we recorded him saying all the things I had said in the original thing. And it changed it a little. We we had more money to make it a national show. And for instance, we bought Eddie Murphy doing his Mr. Robinson, which yeah. is yes, it was. It's classic. Yeah. Sure, it is. It's, it's so funny. I even look at it now, and I just think, like, how brilliant. Um, they had a black velvet painting of a tiger on the wall, <laughs> just to, like a little homage to Daniel. Right. Fabulous. Um, and uh, then uh, we also bought like Kate Smith. Fred had worked on the Kate Smith show, so we bought a little clip from her show. And wow. And uh, Fred had worked at NBC. That was his first job out of college, working at NBC in New York City. And he tells a couple stories about that in this show. So, I, I you know, I've sort of been rehashing some of those things, too. So... Um, but you know, it's, uh, <laughs> I can't even think where I started now. <laughs> yeah. All right. So go back to that first interview. You said that the, what we're going to be seeing tomorrow night is really the first time that you talked with him. Um, well, I would have said hello to him because I started in, uh, I started on the 6th of July and this is October th- 19th. So, oh my gosh. You know, less than 90 days. Yeah. So I, you know, yeah. I would have met him because he, and he probably would have come to say hello because of the Josie connection. Mm-hmm. I see. Right. I'd started my TV career working with Josie Carey the same as he had. So that was, you know, an, an odd little I see. You know, so then, parallelism. Mm-hmm. Did you propose a sit down? No, I you know, this it was an assignment. I was assigned to I do see. this show and well, obviously we had to sit down and talk to Fred. And I think, I mean, he did, I mean, he obviously knew that we were talking to people all around him, and then this was going to be the sort of centerpiece interview. Right. He suggested definitely where we did it, which was in a, he kept a studio apartment on Ellsworth Avenue, about a block and a half yeah. from QED. I used to live in the same building. The Cathedral Mansions. Yeah. Yes. So he had a studio apartment on the first floor there where he... Wrote scripts and composed music. He had an electric piano in there. Really? So uh, just a, a studio apartment, one room with a, a with small the, kitchenette and a exactly. bathroom. Exactly. And so that was his little like escape room, I think. And uh, yeah. he said we could do it there. So that was kind of interesting to get to see that. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, and so and you get to see a little bit of it yourselves because like <clears throat> he kept his ventriloquist dummy there, <laughs> and I wow. asked him about that. Um, it was a, a dummy that he got when he was 12 years old when he went to a camp where there was a ventriloquist. And oh, he talks so all cool. about it. Yeah. So fabulous. So you spent how many hours alone? Three hours. Three hours. Three hours with a cameraman, a sound man, and a lighting guy. And how much so the, now, now tomorrow night as you premiere my interview with Fred, how much footage is there? Well, just a half an hour out of three hours. A so. Half an hour. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so, but it's it's over the whole day. I see. You know. Because as obviously, as any interview, I think you start with like minutia, sure, and right. you work your way Dig up into it. So, I mean, the first question I asked Fred was about being a vegetarian. Really? Yeah, and you know, I, I said after watching this stuff that I did thirty-two years ago, well, you ask yourself, why did I ask this? Why did I start? But you know, I, I'm always interested in food. 
So, and that's what Fred does. He talks about being a vegetarian, and then he elevates it to okay, being Okay, so let's food. talk about that elevation. So I mentioned when we were talking <clears> off the air that that's when he becomes the sage. Right. Right? And that's what we, that's what everyone who spent any time watching him recognizes, is that he's doing a thing, but really... There's a higher thing that's really motivating Simple on one level, complex on the next. Right. So he talks about, he said, you know, people are interested in food because it's how we get our first impressions of the world. He said everyone's first impression of the world is usually your mother's face as you are nursing. Mm. Mm. And he said, so if you like what's coming into your mouth and what's coming into your eyes, it's a pleasant thing and it's Mm. a wonderful beginning. And so, you know, that's how that little part of the conversation goes. Oh, it's fabulous. Interesting. Let's take a quick break. Rick Seaback is with us from WQED. My interview with Fred airs tomorrow night. Stay with us. Our conversation continues in just a few minutes. Dr. Michael Youssef. We often think if I only have just a formula that will really make them see what I can see. If I only have the right words or the right knowledge, we could bring them to Christ. But I want to tell you this day, only God can do that. Passionately proclaiming uncompromised truth here on Leading the Way. Tomorrow morning at 6.30 on 101.5 WORD. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. Out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit windowsrspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsruspittsburgh.com. Mention Word FM for an additional 10% off at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com. Hi, I'm Alistair Begg, and I'd like to personally invite you to join me August 30th to September 6th, 2020 for a week of Christian fellowship, and a newfound appreciation for God's creation. Call 855-565-5519 to join us or visit deeperfaithcruise.com for all the details. Salem Media Group presents the Deeper Faith Alaska Cruise, August 30th through September 6th, 2020. Get more details at wordfm.com slash Alaska. Nello is very easy to work with. Impact Christian Church on building ministry with Nello Construction. We had become aware of several churches that are using their building during the week as a community center, and we wanted to go that direction. They were able to grasp that, make suggestions that helped us along the way, and they were conscious of our financial constraints and were really good at helping us to see ways that we could do that within our budget, but within the space that we were developing. Got a vision? Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. What you want is awesome new flooring at a great price. What you don't want is to spend hours at a showroom looking for it. With at-home flooring, you won't have to. At-home flooring is where awesome happens. 
And their family's been bringing awesome straight into Pittsburgh homes with top quality hardwood, tile, carpet, and vinyl for over 50 years with their free shop-at-home experience along with great selection and professional installation. So forget the showroom and schedule a little bit of awesome instead. Visit athomeflooringpgh.com. Oh, there was one thing I forgot to tell you about the uh, working at NBC. The, they were they did uh, color broadcasts, and there were only three people in New York City who could receive the color broadcasts that we did from a studio called 3K. Well, I was the first floor manager for those color experimental programs, and I'm colorblind. The director would say, move the green parrot over to the left. Well, there were two parrots there, and I, I'd say to one of the stagehands, which one's green? And so then we'd ha- have it moved. <laughs> That's fabulous. <clears throat> Only in live television would that happen, right? Exactly. Well, television for three people. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. <laughs> Rick Seabax is with us from WQED. My interview with Fred airs tomorrow evening on QED. So, Rick, you spent some time with Fred Rogers, got to know him. Uh, I guess the question everybody asks is, when you see Fred, and he seems so kind and so genuine, such um, a gentle man, was he the real deal? Oh, I think so. Yeah. No. I mean, no question. I mean, there's a when I did the show, I, I talked to a lot of the people around him, including his director, Paul Lally at the time was the director. And he said something which I always thought was mm-hmm. so – he said, people want to know, is Fred like – is Fred like – you see Fred on TV. Right. And he said, the answer is yes, but when he's not on TV, he's an adult. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, and he's talking to an adult right. as opposed to on TV where he's an adult talking, to, talking kids. to kids. Right. That's he said, point. so he has an adult sensibility. It's just you don't see that <laughs> right. on yeah. TV. It'd be kind of weird if he So was he's Fred. not exactly like he is on TV. <laughs> right. But yes, I think the goodness is a is a given. Yes. So he was a good, honest, re- reliable man. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Now, by the time you met him, he was already a legend. Yes. Oh, yeah. He was already a megastar. Okay, so talk about you. Were you intimidated to do that interview? I was very nervous, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... Don't screw it up. Right. And that's why I, 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 I was able to find the list I'd made of things <laughs> that I was supposed to ask him, just to make right. sure. But what was surprising, I mean, I spent more time talking about biographical things than the philosophy behind Mr. Rogers' mm-hmm. Neighborhood. I see. You know, so... And do you regret that, looking back on it? No. No, it's the show that I wanted to see. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to know, like, where did this guy come from? And, you know, so we, ma- talk, we talk about Latrobe. How do you, how'd you end Latrobe up like you were, right? Yeah. How did you get this way? That's exactly. Cool. I mean, so look, look, decades after Fred's gone, in the crazy world that we live in now, where everything is cantankerous and uh, just, you know, uh, topsy-turvy. I don't have to go into it, but we all know where we are. Fred is not a man of that, but we all lean into that and wish we had a piece of that. Right. And, you know, um, I think you started by saying he's like the patron saint. But I think he has a certain a degree of sainthood. Yes. Which he didn't have then. Mm-hmm. He was you know, recognized. Yeah. And, and, but, you know, at the time, I think a lot of people, especially my age, knew him because of Eddie Murphy. Right. right. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, um, now everybody's aware of Mr. Rogers and has seen some samples of his work. But I think, you know, when I was in college, that wasn't true. Right, right. Um, you either got him. my contemporaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if you didn't grow up with him, right, he was just sort of this, you know, soft, easy guy. Right. And, and when I watched the show that I made in 1987, there's sort of like almost like a little apology 
to those people who didn't like him. Because I remember we acknowledged that. Some people like Mr. Rogers and sure. watch it every day, and other families don't. Right. Right. And now, if you said you didn't like Mr. Rogers, hey. what is wrong yes, with you? Yes, exactly <laughs> right. It's so, you know, there's, it's a subtle change, but, you know, it definitely is there. I mean, my father, my father would say, like, you know, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> change you know, the channel. But he wasn't making a show for adults. He no. was making yeah. a show for little kids, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, who – and. Even at the time, I remember they said some kids don't get into that sort of slow pace and, you know, reassurings that I like I like you just the way you are. To me, it was everything. Really? As a kid, yes. Not to me. Uh, I, want, I wanted to watch Bullwinkle. Mm. That's it. And like, you know, and the, the alternative to Fred was Sesame Street. Yeah. Which was quick cut and everything. Mm-hmm. Fred didn't like the camera to cut at all. He He liked slow, understandable movements, you know, and... All of that's nothing to frighten you and everything. But then he also had a thing about being frightened. Yeah. And, I, and, you know, and, and he I talked remember, about that so often. Right. And I, there's like a whole section of one show about, you know, people, kids who are afraid to go down the drain. I never thought of that as a kid. Right. You know? So I assume there are some kids who think that, but, you know, sure. like, ooh, I never thought of that. Now that you know. <laughs> yeah. It's actually creeping me out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What about you know Fred? He made famous sort of you know the um, the, uh, out, the the location places, right? He'd go to the pencil factory or all all around the, f- the football factory, yeah, the bowling ball factory, which were a big part of the shows in some ways. Is sort of like an adult showing you how the adult world works, right? The picture, picture that was mm-hmm. called, yes. Mm. And it's it's an interesting thing because I remember at the time saying he's a visionary because. It started with a film canister that – and you know, later on he becomes very strict about when he's in his house, it's reality. Yes. And then he sits on the bench and the little trolley comes and the trolley takes you to the neighborhood of make-believe, which is pretend. Mm-hmm. So he separated the world of reality from the pretend world. Here's the journey. Right. You saw Fred in the house. You never see Fred in the neighborhood of make-believe. Right. You just see the puppets. Okay, but for a while, <laughs> on the, the in the in the house, Mister McFeely would bring in a film canister for picture picture, and Fred would go over and he would slide a little opening in his wall and put oh, the film canister that. in, yes, and it would show up on the TV. And oh. I said he envisioned a VCR before there was one. before there was one. Oh, that's cool. You know, no, he didn't. It wasn't a videotape that he was right. putting in. It was a film canister, and like, a, you know, somebody in his or some machine in his house could take that canister, open it up, you know, thread it through the projector, and make it show up on the TV, sort of instantaneously. So that was fun. Plus, there are all kinds of shows now about how stuff's made, mm-hmm. right? Right. Whether you're looking at the History Channel or you're looking at A and E or whatever it is, and I don't think anybody was doing that before he did it either. Right. right. Well, and I remember. Um, I used to do a show every year uh, in conjunction with Pittsburgh Magazine about the Pittsburgher of the Year. And I want to say 1990, I did George Romero, who was the Pittsburgher mm. of the Year. And I was so happy that I was able to be the first person to reveal that George Romero made a lot of those picture-picture things. He did how to, how light bulbs are made. No kidding. Is that, that right? You know, and at first they didn't want to associate George Romero with Fred Rogers, sure. but they worked together those on those things. Those are two different genres. So, yeah, two icons, right? Exactly. Two Pittsburgh icons Fabulous. working together right. to make picture-picture. Oh, that's good. So whenever Mr. Rogers comes up, of course, uh, and just recently, we see the image of Fred 
washing the feet, right, of the police officer. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a white man and a black man together, which at the time, of course, was shocking. Right. Francois Clemens, yes. And, uh, you know, I, I think Fred was always uh, concerned about diversity on the show. Um, you know, he, he, he wanted always to have, you know, visitors and, you know, any time he – and Wynton Marsalis used to come mm-hmm. on the show all that, the sure. time. And uh, Yo-Yo Ma mm-hmm. came and played viola and stuff like that. So, um, you know, he was always concerned about that and didn't want it to be a Lily White show. So, right. Right. Um, and also, even though, you know, you've got Handyman Negri or, you know, Chef Brockett, Chef Brockett or whoever Lady it was. Elaine. Yeah. So they were all Caucasians, but they all did very different things. Right. And the thing that I loved about that as a kid is you start to realize, like, I would look differently at the music store. When I went there with my mom, because he, I was like being at Handyman Negri's mm-hmm. store. You know what I mean? It's a, it's and and that's different than going into a bakery, right? Because people do different things. No, can you she's, imagine? She's, she's mixing up the pre- pretend. He's Handyman <laughs> Negri in the neighborhood of Make Believe, but it's Negri's music shop. No, listen, it's, it's not it's Handyman all, Negri's it's music all to shop. Get, it's become one world to me, Rick. <laughs> but really, I appreciate world. that. That's fun. But what's that like? I mean, the the cast of characters that Fred assembled. Can you imagine sitting down and having a dinner party with all those people? Because there were some there were some interesting personalities there. Very. I mean, Chef Brockett. <laughs> I mean, right. That's a whole other story. Yeah. Joe Negri. Yeah, Joe Chef Negri. Brockett's other you know big thing is he's the prisoner in uh, Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, they they covered the uh, the territory. The gambit. Yeah. yeah. All right. We need to take a break. All right. When we come back, let's talk a little bit about you, Rick. Hear about this Nebby series and uh, which ones we've missed. Okay. Rick Seaback from WQED. My interview with Fred airs tomorrow night on QED. Our total basement finishing system is unique, but what's even more unique is the way we interact with our clients. Energy Swing Steve Rennekamp on building the basement of your dreams. You have a dream to finish your basement. The question is, whose dream is it? A lot of other companies start working on your basement and build it the way they want to build it. And so it ends up not being exactly what you wanted. We don't work that way. With our 3D rendering system, you can actually see what your dream looks like before you decide to invest Our design consultant comes on and actually builds the basement with you on his computer, and you can see a 3D rendering of that finished basement. And if you don't like something, we can change it around. We can even place furniture in the 3D rendering so you can see if all the things you want to do in the basement will fit the way you would like them to fit, which gives you a unique perspective on what the finished job is going to look like before anything is done. Mention Word FM for an additional 5% off over and above any other discount at energyswingwindows.com The Forevermark Diamond Tribute Collection For your courage, passion, determination For your tenderness, spirit, and the way you love For all that you are The Forevermark Tribute Collection A diamond for each of your qualities Forevermark, beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced Explore the Forevermark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road 
Visit trinityjewelers.com. I find that patients just want to be heard. Stock Family Dentistry, where exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. That takes time to sit down and listen to what the patient has to say. Listen to their past experiences, because that's all important in how I then present treatment to them, formulate a treatment plan for them, and how we move forward with their treatment at our office. My mommy is a really good dentist, and she'll take good care of you. Harry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Get your truly free credit scores and free credit monitoring from Credit Karma today. Download the Credit Karma app now. Credit Karma, here's to progress. Train up children in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. Visit PittsburghChristianSchools.net to discover godly teachers and great classmates near you. That's PittsburghChristianSchools.net. PittsburghChristianSchools.net. You know, they say the best is yet to come. But to make that true for your retirement, you need a plan. We'll start by tuning in for Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane with Accurate Solutions Group every Saturday morning at 10. Kurt and Ethan can help simplify the retirement planning process. No technical terms or calculations, no product pushing, just the information you need for retirement. Don't miss Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group every Saturday morning at 10 right here on 101.5 Word FM. Do you have any specific memories of Latrobe or any sort of attitude about it all? Well, of course, it's the garden spot of the world, as Lady Elaine Fairchild would say. Uh, I, I remember somebody telling me when I was a kid what the census was. It was uh, 11,111. That happened to be the day that they took the census. There were that many people. I think it now has probably tripled in size. But it it's a good small town. Hmm. Fred Rogers. Talking about Latrobe. <laughs> yeah, where he was born. That's terrific. 11,111. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking to Rick Seebeck. Longtime TV producer, writer, and narrator. You know him from PBS and from WQED. Um, before you leave us, Rick, I want to talk about Nebby because I like this series a lot. Yeah, this is just good. the latest incarnation tomorrow night, uh, my interview with Fred. But um, let's talk about so different episodes. Uh, we have Tales of Greater Pittsburgh. We have Don't Stand Up. Don't Stand Up was, is, the thir- was the second Kennywood in the Nebby series. Um, and, Which know, is at the top of the racer. It's at the top of the racer. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually started with the, a short history of Route 88, mm-hmm. um, which I grew up sort of beside in Bethel Park, uh, very near Route 88. Not on Route 88, but very near. Right. Nice. And uh, that was a, a total joy. I had never driven to the end of Route 88, which is- It in, goes a long way. Well, it's like 88 miles, I think. Or yeah, it's so, a long way. It's a, It goes to Point Marion. Yeah down near the West Virginia border, right. or sort of on the West Virginia border. It takes a remember, long time to get there with all the stoplights. My cameraman, I got, we finally got to Point Mary, and we said, we, gotta get, we, need, we need gas. And we couldn't find a gas <laughs> station. I, we stopped a woman on the street and said, excuse me, is there a gas station in town? She goes, uh, no. <laughs> keep, keep going. And um, it's a beautiful little town. She said, you have to go up the, the hill. And she said, at the top of the hill. Well, the hill was like five miles long. Right, it's just right up there. But you crossed into West Virginia. And I think that's because the gas is cheaper in West Virginia. I see. Sure. That's probably nobody was going to buy it in Point Mary. Right. If you could just drive. So why right even have one? 50 cents more. Right? Yes. Just hang out for a few minutes. So, um, but uh, we did that. Then we did uh, Meet Pittsburgh. Okay. Which was right, about which places, I loved. Yeah. places you can get meat in. That's terrific. <laughs> Wonderful. And uh, 
We won an Emmy for that one last year. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we did uh, People Who've Written Books Around Here. Hmm. Right, which is one I haven't seen, which yeah. is the one I really should see. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a variety. It's mostly fiction and poetry um, as opposed to books about, you know, nonfiction books. But, um It includes a lot of writers that I really love, so it was fun to do that. And uh, then there's the two Kenny Woods. What am I forgetting? Right. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, the Vintage Mixer. Oh, right. The Pittsburgh sure. Vintage right, right, Mixer. Right. Nice. Mm-hmm. Which we, we wanted to try and do one with that we shot the whole thing in one day. And I worked with my co-producer, uh, Manette Seat, and we had each had a crew, a small crew. And in the morning, I said, okay, Manette, you talk to vendors, and I'll talk to customers. Nice. And then at lunch, we switched. Ah, okay. You do that, and we I'll do this. We switched teams, we, the, the crew. Crews and everything. And, and we then took the other side, one taking, you know. You know, customers versus vendors, and it was wow. really fun. It's Sounds a great series. It's called Nebby, Rick Seabach's Tales of Greater Pittsburgh. Rick, thanks an awful lot. Always great. I thank great. you guys very much. It was a fast hour. Our pleasure. It sure was. So uh, tomorrow night, my interview with Fred airs at what time? 8 o'clock. Excellent. We look Can't forward wait. to hearing it. We'll take a break. Oh, no, we're the show's done. over. We're it's going to be a day. long break, okay. about 22 hours. Hey, check us out online. JohnandKathyShow.com. <laughs> the podcast is up and running as soon as we leave the air. The Ride Home with John and Kathy. A production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.